You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hi, everybody. We're back here during our Saturday uh, event here at the the electric festival and i'm here with scott and i was walking by where he was sitting and i saw an old radio that i used to have and i'm sorry his last name was scott todd and i I was walking by i was walking by i was walking by his table and he had an old a bunch of old radios sitting out there in front uh, on the table and there was one, a craft, an old craft radio. Actually, this is a better radio than I, I first started out with. Uh, I just had the simple craft. I didn't have the... the you didn't have the upgraded version? Yeah, I didn't yeah. have the upgraded version. This one has a meter on it. <laughs> no, mine did not. Yeah. Uh, so this thing was... I, I was like, oh, this is cool. And Mike uh, was telling me... Uh, AK Mike was telling me, hey, it's it has all new guts in it. And I'm like, really? And so we brought Scott over to tell us how he started doing this fantastic conversion... Of, of these, these radios. Old, yeah, it's an old new, right? Yeah, something old, something new. There that's, you go. That's something exactly. borrowed, something blue. We should yeah, have brought the blue. Right right the next time, make We had case. a blue one down there. Yeah, yeah. next time. But uh, Todd, please. I mean, Todd. Mr. Todd. Uh, tell us a little bit about the radio and how um, you just kind of I will. A little bit of background. Um, my dad was an Air Force guy, and he served in Vietnam and earned a Bronze Star. I was really proud of him. Thank and, you for your service. Yeah. Yeah, and when, uh, when I was a kid, he flew model airplanes in the 60s, and he learned in Ramstein, Germany when we were over there. Nice. And I see all those pictures that my mom and dad had. They're both gone now, uh-huh. of all these old radios. So my dad passed away three years ago, and he always talked about flying EK Logic Troll radios on right. his Taurus. Uh-huh. which was the 1962 World Aerobatic Champion airplane. Uh-huh. So to honor my dad, I always wanted to build a Taurus. So I started looking on eBay for a Taurus kit or an EK Logic Troll radio. Right. So I spent way too much money on some old EK Logic Troll radios from the 60s. Couldn't find a Taurus kit. And these radios were all jankied up, and they were corroded and nasty. We know about janky. Yeah, there's our janky plane, by the way. <laughs> right. i got to make one of these work to honor my dad, you know? <laughs> so I started doing the research, and I have a degree in electronics technology before I became an aerospace engineer. So I kind of knew the electronics part of it. I'm like, the encoders are old, and the capacitors leaked, and the transistors leaked. And, and I got the oscilloscope on there, and I can't get the things to work, you know. And then I stumbled across a guy in the U.K. who wrote a small piece of software for an Arduino microcontroller. That's right here. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. I could probably learn how to do that. So I messed around with the Arduino and his, his code, and I reached out to him, and he gave me some good advice. And then the, the RF modules, it's a modern 2.4 gigahertz RF module, and you can get them out of radios that are junky, or you can buy them from some of the online places. Um, can I say where I get those from? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, Hobby King's my favorite place, because they, they have the ones that plug into the back of an old JR, if you top right. a radio, to right. make it 2.4. The right. modules, yeah. Yeah, the modules. So you get the modules for 25 or 30 bucks, and you only need three wires, uh, plus, minus, and then the PPM signal. Mm-hmm. And so the Arduino generates the PPM signal to go into the RF module. Nice. And then the the code the code in the Arduino is really simple. It's about 175 lines. Wow. And uh, it does servo reversing, endpoint adjustment, sub-trim, dual rates, throttle cut, Elevon mixing, detail mixing nice so uh so i started playing with that and I, st- I wanted to do one of those old eks but i haven't actually got one of the old eks done quite yet right so i picked up some cheap radios off of ebay and like this craft right now that jay's holding is a 1976 craft five channel 
and uh, they're nasty, disgusting, corroded when you buy them off of eBay <laughs> for 30 bucks, you know. So yeah, I just got them right down to the case and, and clean up the pots, and the pots were really good in those days, and the stick gimbals clean them all up so they work nice, and put new wiring in there, and put the Arduino in there, and put an RF module in there, and uh, they draw about 50 milliamps under power. Wow. So I leave a little two-cell lipo in here that's at storage charge. Yeah, this is only a 300. Yeah, and it, so at 50 milliamps, it'll fly that thing for eight hours, you know. And so Dude, even at storage charge, crazy. I know I can go out and fly it for a couple hours and not even worry about the battery, you know. So so it's got a quad-core 64-gig uh, processor? It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's an, Ar- it's an ARM 328 running at 16 megahertz on uh, 5.5 volts. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, the Arduino, that's the most expensive part about this because those are like three and a half or four dollars depending yeah, on where you yeah, buy them from. You know, so. <laughs> I see how you're putting out the Woo! money there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Really breaking actually, the bank. Actually, looking at this, I think you have more money in wires than you probably do in that Arduino. <laughs> probably so. so. I've, I've collected so many old radios, I like to use the old wiring. So if yeah, I get that's one good. that's not corroded too bad, I just save the wire bundles uh-huh. out of them. Sometimes I'll use a servo plug, so there's a servo extension in uh-huh. there. And because of my avionics background, I, I tie the wires up so it looks nice. Yeah, right. But the, yeah, the Arduinos run you know four or five dollars, and then the modules twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, depending on where I get them. That's and cool. Now people donate them, and you can buy the radio that, that Jay's holding for maybe thirty or forty bucks. Somebody charges you twenty right. bucks to ship it to you. You know, that's cool. That's, that seems like a lot of fun. So well, what what is the uh, the meter on the front to? It doesn't do anything. So it was an RF meter back in the day. Yeah, oh, but okay. since we don't need to measure RF because the signal is so weak on two point four gigahertz, right. I usually don't hook them up. But I put an LED behind them, so if Jay turns this on. It'll oh, be right up and it lights nice. up. So just to tell you that's on. It lights up. And it's making noise right now because you have throttle on it. So if you move the throttle stick down, it'll quit chirping at you. Yeah. That is neat. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so what's the little push button on the side for? So the push button on the side is uh, is used to calibrate the sticks when you first build it. So the Arduino doesn't know what the value of the stick pots are. Right. And in those days, all the manufacturers use different pots. Sure. So we don't know if it's a 5K or a 10K pot. So when right. you first boot it up, you hold that button down when you turn it on, and then you can calibrate the stick gimbals by moving the sticks to their extremes. And so that's all calibrated. Gotcha. And then once it's done with that, we'll use this button for other functions. Um, and so it emulates the single-channel radios from the 50s. Right. So if you push it and hold it once, you get right rudder. Oh, and okay. if, you, if you push it and hold it twice, you get left rudder. Oh, and if you push it and hold it three times, you get up elevator. Because that's how the old escapements worked <laughs> I love back it. in oh the gosh. 50s. So that's Imagine high-speed maneuvers. I'm doing an aerobatics competition by the Morse code. Yeah, and so guys did those aerobatic competitions with the single-channel airplanes. So All the guys at my local field, they all play with the radios. I always bring a couple of them out. We all do the single-channel contest, who can spot land with and all that. And if you get nervous, if you get nervous, you just grab the stick and fly it. So what do you fly usually when you're doing that? That contest. So uh, you guys might have saw down there. I built a little uh, eaglet, Carl Goldberg eaglet mock-up, and it's yeah. got the little three D printed motor on there. So I try to do some vintage airplanes yeah, like that. Cool. You know, that's cool. Wow, that's neat. Little yeah. park flyers. Wow. And when I when I do a fresh build, the first thing I do is I go out and I range check it. Yeah. So I put it in a little park flyer foamy, and I fly it up as high as I can see it. Okay, that's good. And then I'll fly it out as far as I can see it, and yeah. that's good. And then I'll fly it back, and then we're good. That one's signed off and ready to go fly. Uh-huh. Wow. And then I'll put it in anything. You know, so that's cool. Well, now I wish I would have brought my radio down from Alaska when I moved down here. Well, there you yeah, go. that's right. And I, I, I brought the, I, I Some dude probably sold it to him Some already. guy probably sold it to me on eBay, yeah. <laughs> so somehow I was talking exactly. to somebody yesterday, and we were talking about old radios because somebody said, Scott does old radios. You right, know? right. And I usually don't bring them out, but he says, could you bring one out for me to see tomorrow? So I'm like, yeah, I'll bring a couple out. You can fly them if you want. We'll put it on an airplane. That might have been know? Doug, actually. It was it Doug. It was Doug. Yeah, it was Doug. Yeah, it was Doug. Yeah, so I brought them out for Doug today. 
And then it's nice to put them on display because then somebody like you or Jay would say, hey, I got one of those. Do you want it? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, good. So I have about, uh, I've done about 50 of the conversions. I still have about 40 of them. I've given uh, 10 away. I've given some to some uh, model events like this to, for pilot raffles. That's cool. I've given some away to friends. That's neat. Nice. And I try not to sell them. I've been offered lots of money for some of them. Some sure. old guy will see the old sure. single stick craft. Uh, I had one of those. I'll give you 500 bucks for it. I really don't want to sell my work. I don't do commission work. Yeah. Right, but right. for my friends and for people who have deserved it for some reason, I'll do it and give it to them for that's free. That's cool. Man. Yeah. That's so I, like, I like to give stuff away and share the hobby. You know? Yeah, sure. That's great. Wow, we love that. Yeah. Holy smokes. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, so Jay well, might might get to fly his old craft after all. He just doesn't. Yeah, he just doesn't know. Right. Yeah. It, this may have been yours, actually. <laughs> that yeah, might yeah. Have been yours. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no I, Jay, Jay marked all his. Inside yeah. Yeah. Inside yeah, he inscribed uh-huh. it. It used to belong. Jay was to me. here. I yeah, think yeah, it was exactly. Jay was yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so a lot of these old radios from the seventies, you know, were holding a nineteen seventy six craft a bicentennial series five channel, but they had these repair records inside, and so I get some of them that were oh, yeah. first serviced in 1968 or 69, wow, and some crazy. guy's signature there. You know? That's pretty cool. So this one has a repair record in it, and it was blank, so I put my autograph on there. So oh, That's nice. December 24th, I refurbished it, added 2.4 gigahertz. Christmas I put my initials Eve. on there. Yeah, He's like, you know, I'm going to do doing this. Doing something that day. There yeah. you go. Yeah, and then I, I put the software version in here because I changed the software yeah. kind of for different sure. radios just to tweak it, you know. Sure. And this one's got some extra features, so... If we were putting it on a Futaba uh, receiver, we'd order the channel so the throttle is number three. Yeah. For fail-safe, and we're putting on a JR, we'll order it so throttle is number one for fail-safe. Right, right. So by putting a jumper on the board, I got that all pre-programmed in. That's cool. And then on channel, uh, channel five for landing gear, if you want to reverse it and make it go slower, you can put a jumper on the board. So it's easy to do that stuff at the That's field. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I noticed on this case cover is he's got the old uh, frequency. <laughs> 72 megahertz. Yeah, even though it's not really a 72 yeah. megahertz. He, yeah. he did that to sort of try to keep... To keep it, yeah. Make sure when you go out to the flight line, you hold that up in the air and flip the switch That's just right, to freak yeah. everybody out. <laughs> you got to grab the seventy-two point one six pen. Yeah, pen. Yeah, 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 put it out on there. Yeah. I'm on blue and white today. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're fun, and uh, some of the other buttons on here. That's the single channel emulation. This is a throttle cut because I only fly electric airplanes anymore, right, so right, it's right. kind of safe, Safety, you know. Yeah. And this is channel five for gear, and then this is a variable rate on the primary channels like aileron and elevator. So you can just dial in the dual rates right away. So sure, if you're flying sure. an airplane, you know. That's cool. And that's really nice on the single channel button. So if we're flying some little three channel right. trainer, you can just dial that in to get the exact amount of throw you need right there on the flight line. Boom, you're done. That's cool. Uh, no monkeying with buttons or programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that. kind of neat. And you know, you hand a radio to somebody, you're like, oh, it's got too much throw. All right, here, there, try that. Uh, oh, that's, <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> uh, that's great. Wow. Oh, that that'll work opposite for me. There we go. Oh, I can't. Does I have enough throw? Okay, we'll roll it that way. Roll it that way. Funny. Crank it up. So. So that's about all I can say. The encoders are simple. It's Arduino based. Yes. They do a, it does a seven channel encoding stream. That's the guy in the UK. Right. Um, Phil dot underscore G at single channel dot UK. He's the guy that did the software. Yeah, yeah, he's a super nice smokes. guy. I'm Phil, gonna, I'm gonna play that back a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> right. Phil underscore G at single channel dot UK. There you wow. go. And he's on RC groups as Phil underscore G. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm on RC groups as Scott Todd. I don't try to hide who I am. So. Okay, good. And I have a blog. I talk about old radios, and I, I talk about switches. And I, I, you know, I was flying for Futaba back in the '80s, and I started out with their first computer radios. Uh-huh. So I really like to help the guys at the field that don't are afraid of computer radios. Uh-huh. Let me show you how to program sure. your dual rates. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 make sure you put aileron in your plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to make that work. So I like playing with the radios. It's kind of fun. Well, so. This is a beautiful piece of work. That yeah, that sure. is amazing. Now, did you you obviously restored the box? Is that the original color? Or did you repaint yeah, it? The, or? Is it is. So, okay. you know, when they made these in the 70s, that was kind of the heyday of RC when people could start to afford right, it. Right. And all these manufacturers, Kraft and EK and Orbit, 
This is a vinyl-covered aluminum box. So they, wow. they put this vinyl on there, then right. they stamped it out, and they bent it up. And the vinyl holds up really well. Right. Yeah, it does. Yep. So, you know, well, you, you see it uh, You can see it starting yeah. to come apart. And sometimes when they get really bad corrosion from the old NICADs that were right. in there, right. it'll creep under the vinyl. Then those are, you can't do much with them. You're just gotcha. kind of done. So you try to find one that's not too bad. But they clean up really nice. Yeah. You know, I just gut them right down to the metal case. And then mm. under the sink with Dawn and a magic eraser for an hour. Right. And you get right. it cleaned get up, it you know. Um, yeah, it's brand new, actually. Sometimes you know, I'll, I'll tumble the aluminum parts in a rock tumbler, but I'll use a Q-tip and alcohol and clean all the the, the stick gimbals so it really looks nice. I want it to look brand new again. Sure, it Try does. to get every speck of dirt off of every crevice. Oh, you know, it's pretty off. clear to me, looking at this thing, that there is a lot of love that you put into this. I mean, this yeah. isn't just about electronics and uh, and the and the aesthetic of it. I mean. You, you you definitely put your heart and soul into this. Well, thank you. It's obvious to see when. You well, look at and it. it and it's a really good dedication to your dad too. I yeah, think, I agree. Know? So you I can know. see that Absolutely. the dedication to your dad has comes out in the beautiness yep. and the beautifulness of this radio. Yep. It's it's a very good uh, tribute. So. As, a, as a GI, he was hanging hardcore to me. It was yes sir, no yeah, sir, yeah, growing yeah, up. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he always instilled upon me: there's two ways to do it. You can do it right, or you can do it over. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it right. Yeah. You don't do it again. So it takes about. Um, it takes me about a half an hour to take one apart and strip it down, and then I spend about two or three hours cleaning, just cleaning. Yeah. And then it takes me about three or four hours to put it all back together. Uh, I imagine the cleaning part's really the key part. To it is. Look and, as good as and, they do. and believe it or not, that's the part I enjoy the most. Yeah, I got yeah, a half a dozen really radios sitting on the counter at home that are all clean and ready to be done. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, something satisfying about that. it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and when you're oh, done cleaning it, you know, can I save this one or not? not yeah. Right, when they go right. in the can be saved pile or that it's too corroded or it's too yeah, far gone. Right. It won't look nice when I'm done with it. Uh-huh. And you, there, there are plenty available still, you know. We can buy, Jay, this craft radio on eBay for 30 or 40 bucks if he really wants right, one, right. you know. Yeah. And even though I don't do it on commission, he's only holding that 30 or $40, the $25 in the module, and the rest of it's worth nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. A couple right. of new switches. Wow. And then you throw eight hours of labor at it, and you're done. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And then 24 hours later, uh-huh. yeah, and you're all set. You know, and the problem is Jay's too busy looking at YouTube videos of random stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly oh, right. Okay. So. Well, you know, it, it started with that midget rolling contest, and you know, oh, then, dang I, it. then I was watching cat videos. So next thing you know, you're watching cat videos. Exactly. Well, this actually, this actually falls under the category where I watch a guy and he gets like an old rusty knife, yep, yep, and then yep. makes it into something totally different or restores it. Yeah. And this kind of falls in that same oh, it category sure does. It sure does. of having to strip it, clean it, make it beautiful, taking out the guts, putting in some new stuff, and making it make it awesome. So, yeah, I would watch a video of this just just to have you know. I'd sit down right, for an hour right. and just watch and go. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I I don't know why it's so, so satisfying to, yeah, to no, see something I, I, I get be restored. It. A lot so. of the older flyers that are a little bit older than me like the vintage radios and they want to fly them. And sure. so they ask me, will you sell one of these? And I feel guilty telling them no. But I, I always guilty. tell everybody, I will show you how to do it and I will help you do it. Come over to the house. We'll get the soldering iron out. Yeah, sure. yeah. I have all the sure. stuff there. Right. I'm not going to do it for you, but I'll be more than happy to hold your hand. Yeah, I totally get it. And educate you. It's all Good about stuff. that. Yeah. 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 Teach them to fish. Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, that's amazing that, uh, you know, all this technology exists that you can take something that's old and make it look new again. Yeah. yeah. 50, you know. He's holding a 50 year old radio in his hand and we're flying it, having a good time with it, you know. And you're flying a modern airplane with it, too. Yeah, we fly modern, flying anything with right. it. Yeah, we'll fly anything yeah. with it. So it, it, it's crazy. It just takes, and like any other radio, you know, it's pretty easy to set it up on that little foamy right there. It right, just takes us five right. minutes to get the rates right and the reversing right and go fly it. You go know? fly it, huh? Yeah. Huh. You don't even have to heat up the vacuum tubes. You don't even have to heat them up. And you turn it on, it's ready to go. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, man. That is very, very Well, cool. I, that, that, that is truly amazing. I I got yanked out for the interview, but that's truly a good find there, Jay. That's uh, 
There's some good discussions on RC groups and the Vintage Radio Forum. Yeah. You know, okay. All the guys yeah. that talk about it, and you can see my stuff on there, and I sure. always post pictures. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. So some of those vintage guys are good, you know. It's pretty fun. So what what was it like flying for uh, for a manufacturer? Um, so I started flying for Futaba in about, uh, I don't know, 84, 85, I guess. Wow. Huh? And I was a college student, and I was really good. I could fly a helicopter in 1984. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so I did that for about eight or ten years, and it was fun. But then they got into the modern era in the mid-'90s where I had to start writing reports. you got to go to so many flyings a year, and you got to write the reports, and you can't fly the competitive stuff because I like the JR radio from the helicopters and Futaba for the airplanes, and they didn't like that. So I I decided I didn't realize they stopped you from flying the competitive stuff. They did in those days, yeah. So, yeah, in the early-'90s, they didn't want you flying anybody else's stuff if you were on on their team, you know. Wow. And I uh, like the JR stuff for helicopters because sure. I could fly a helicopter in those days. Yeah. And I like Futaba on my airplanes. And right. then, so I ended up stopped flying for them. So I flew Futaba radios and OS engines, and I would travel around the country flying Concept 30 helicopters and doing demos with them. Wow. So that was pretty fun. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I could I could loop and roll a helicopter and fly it around inverted and do a rolling circle in 1983. Holy uh, smokes. It was an RC helicopter. <laughs> so. And look at us now. Yeah. yeah, and I can't even do that now. now I, have, I, I, can't I can't do it anymore either. But <laughs> <laughs> then, now they have variable props to do all that stuff. Yeah, you, you didn't yeah. have that. Then. No, yeah, collective that's crazy. Stuff. Yeah, we did start with collective, and then I, you know, I started with fixed pitch, and then I got in the collective, and and I flew with guys like Curtis Youngblood, you know, in those uh-huh. days, and oh, Mike wow. Moss, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, some wow. of those classic guys. Wow. We all flew together in contests. That's amazing. Cliff Hyatt was a three-time national champion. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to school in Orlando where Cliff worked. So, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. That's so pretty that neat. Pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. That wow. is amazing. So yeah, I started flying RC airplanes in 1977 when I was uh, 13 years old. Spent all summer saving money to buy my first radio. It's a Royal Super Sport. I still have it. I still fly it. I was about to okay. ask. I paid 469 dollars for it in 1977. <laughs> Holy crap! Holy smokes! That's like Ow. million dollars today. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> 2020 dollars. Yeah. 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 Actually, so my wife told me that the other day. You know why? You know why they charge for air at the gas station now? Inflation. Inflation. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh my god! I'm gonna use that. Leave Woo. them laughing. You know, I'm feel free to that. use that anytime. Yeah. So, uh, aerospace engineer, you said yeah. you had all these degrees. What What did you do for a living? Um, I, I was a rocket scientist. Were you? Okay. Yeah. So oh, I, there you go. I I left home. I got I I got my associate's degree in electronics technology while I was still in high school because I went to a little country school out in Colorado. There was nothing there, so they let us go to the community college in the morning. Right. Sure. So I graduated high school with an AS degree in electronics technology, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted, to, I wanted to build airplanes. So I went to college. When I was 18, I borrowed a car with $500 in my pocket, and I drove to the University of Central Florida, and I put myself through engineering school, earned a degree in aerospace engineering. Wow. I went to work for Pratt & Whitney in West Palm Beach designing rocket engines. There you go. And Damn, jet dude. engines. And I designed parts that fly on the Atlas Centaur upper stage, and I designed parts that flew in the SR-71, A-4 Skyhawk, A-6 Intruder, F-15, F-16. Awesome. So I have parts that flew in all those engines. And it's a funny story. We were at the park a few weeks ago, and somebody had a model of an F-22 on the table. And they're debating whether it had thrust vectoring or not. And the, the knowledgeable guy at the park said, no, it didn't. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it did. He goes, no, 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 you know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I designed the hinge cover where the vectoring mechanism is in that engine. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure I know what I'm talking the about. Vectors. Yeah. I'm just taking a wild guess here. Yeah. But yeah. Really? When I was walking on the moon, 
You go, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, in you know, 1990 when I worked at Pratt Whitney, I designed those parts. Right. Yeah. Oh my god! That's see, he's the guy. He's the guy I want right to be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually met a guy that uh, the almost exactly the same thing happened. They were talking about some jet engine that was on like the T38s or something, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he's an old guy. He was standing there, and uh, they were just arguing over such and such. And he made the comment like you just did. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's this. And they're like, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, yeah, actually, that's my signature that's on right this there. blueprint. <laughs> he designed the whole engine, yeah, so he did know what he was talking about. So it's awesome when stuff like that happens. Yeah. So, that's great. so I did that at Pratt & Whitney for many years, rocket engines and jet engines. Right. And then my wife and I moved out to Arizona 21 years ago for Honeywell. Right. They hired us both as engineers oh, nice. on nice. jet engine stuff. She's also nice. an engineer. Nice. I met her in grad school. And so we worked at Honeywell for a couple of years doing jet engine stuff. And then I decided I was done, and I retired, and I opened a hobby shop in Chandler and ran yep. a hobby shop for eight years. And then I sold that a few years ago. We adopted some kids from the state of Arizona, and so I'm the stay-at-home dad. And, there you go. And I do a little freelance flight instructing on the side. I'm a full-scale pilot. You have a kit fox. I have a kit fox, yeah. So I go. do a little flying on the side, and that's fun. You know? And that's and a Chandler as well. Yeah, that's seen a Chandler. It. Yeah, and I, I do that. It drives my wife nuts, but I do that pro bono, you right. know. So I, I always do that for the price of a lunch. So yeah, take you I was, for a hamburger I, and I'll I was, take you flying. I, was, uh, I used to teach at Wings 270, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. we were there, and yeah. I think I was, you were talking to somebody about going yeah. up to get Fox. Yeah. Now, the hobby shop you had was on Dobson and Ray. Ray, yeah. Adventure Hobbies. Adventure Hobbies, that's right it was. And uh, yeah, I used to shop there all the time. You had a lot of helicopter stuff in there. We did, yeah. It was a lot of fun being And a lot of rockets, too. So if you wanted rockets or helicopters, you went to Adventure Hobby. (laughs) That was the place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. And then did you you have anything to do with National over here as well, right? Yeah. So when uh, when I sold my hobby shop um, to a guy, I won't mention his name, but he had it for three years, didn't do too good. Right. And then he offered to sell it back to me. And I I was done with that. I just wanted to go play and raise my kids, you know? And so National said, if we buy it, will you come in and set it up for us and run it? So I said, sure. I gave him my price, and they said, we'll pay you. Right. So we shook wow. hands on a year contract. So I set up National and helped them get it all set up and running in my old store location. Right. And that worked really good. My year was up, and I left. And then uh, we were, I, they were making money when I left. You know, yeah. I was really proud of that. Yeah, good yeah. for you. And then some other guy went in there, and then it went back downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works. Here. I, I, had sa- I had the same thing I feel like, I feel me, like so. if, you, if you're running a, a store like that, you really have to have a passion beyond just – trying to make money i mean you, you do because if yeah, you don't you, yeah. people see it one and two right. you know they're just not going to come back because they because your heart's on it at least that's just my my take on it, it it's a hard no, business true. and the hobby shop i go i've always visited the hobby shops in town and i give those guys a lot of credit it's a hard job for them mm-hmm. but i don't tell nobody this you know right, but, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but don't tell nobody <laughs> this. it'll be secret yeah. But we, okay. yeah, we, we won't tell anybody between the three of us yeah. we're printing money in the back room because it was doing that well, yeah. so um, successful. But yeah. if you remember, my passion was there. Right. We're yeah. flying airplanes over the lake all the right. time. I know exactly. it was. And I'm giving stuff away. My accountant, yeah. my accountant says, you need to give more stuff away. You know, yeah. The last year I was there, we did about a <laughs> million dollars out of yeah. 1,600 square feet, and I gave away $25,000. And he said, for a million dollars a year, you need that's to give away more than more, 25 more grand. Than, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. But that's $2,000 a month I'm right. giving away. Yeah, yeah. It's still yeah. a lot. And, and yeah. I could give away more. You know, yeah. That was just all my friends that would come in. I'd never let them pay for anything. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're having a good time flying a new airplane. Let's go fly it. <laughs> yeah, I actually had the opportunity to fly over the lake, and all I could think about was if I dip that thing in there and I have to pay for that, I can't afford it. So I decided we, not to. We put so much stuff in that lake. <laughs> yeah, because uh, actually, when I was there one time, the guy had to go out in the little skiff or boat or whatever. They had this little boat you could go out there, yeah. paddle boat, I think. But uh, yeah, that was actually kind of cool. That was a lot of fun owning yeah, the hobby shop. Yeah, you know, super it was. fun. 
And all the local heroes came by. Jason Krause would come visit us and fly. And uh, Jason Shulman, World Aerobatic Guy, would come by and fly with us, you wow. know. So those old guys would all stop in. That's you know? cool. Yeah, really that's kind of neat. So, And then now you're just uh, kind of hanging out, right? I just hang out. I play mm-hmm. with the kids, you know. I'm the, I take them to school in the morning, and I got a, a 7-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 15-year-old. I adopted them all when they were little. Very nice. So uh, I do the stay-at-home dad thing, and I do the freelance flight instructing. I do flight reviews for people whenever yep. they want yep. it, tail wheel instruction. And I teach people to get their drone license if they want that because I'm a, cool. I keep my CFI current so I know about all the regulations, right, which right. is mostly what a drone license is. You know? Right, right. Yeah. And so I do that. And I get calls for freelance drone work, and I always turn it down. I'd yeah. rather just fly model airplanes. You know? Sure, sure. sure. Yeah. So real quick, how do you feel about the FAA, FAA and their um, – uh, I'm scared. I'm scared. You know. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried. You know, I have all the drones at home. You know, but I don't fly much. But I'm worried it's going to hurt our hobby. Yeah. If we have to go to remote ID, we got to start spending money on that. It's going to hurt our hobby. Yeah. And if the FAA would just draw a line in the sand and say, if it's got a camera, it's in this category, and if it doesn't have a camera. We'll leave you guys alone. Yeah. Because we've been doing it successfully for 100 years. Yeah, you know? exactly. The AMA yeah. is working hard on our behalf. The EAA is working hard on our behalf. AOPA just got involved. AOPA yeah. just got involved on our behalf. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. And if the FAA will recognize that if it's got a camera, we're going to regulate you. And if it doesn't have a camera, we just need to leave you alone because it's been working for 100 right. years. Yeah. Right? I like it. AMA has been idea. around for 80-plus years, and it's been working. Yeah. Well, that's we had a podcast just uh, one or two ago, or two, I think, ago two ago, yeah. I think, that we talked about it, and I read some verbiage in there that should be very nerve wracking to a lot of people because yeah, scary it is scary. You know, they've they put that in there. So if you once again, if you're on this, uh, I, by the time this comes out, I think it'll be too late to too actually late to, uh, yeah, yeah. comment. To yeah, comment, but the comment period. Week, so. I think this is the shortest comment period I think the FAA has ever had. Yeah, the so. EA lobbied to extend it. Yeah. With they open, they won't extend they it. Won't. You know? So yeah. that's pretty stupid. So yeah. All right, man. We are uh, off to the noon show. I think. But uh, thank you guys for having Scott, me, Scott. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was great meeting you, Scott. We'll Take care, again. guys. Yeah. Thank you very much yeah. for everything. Okay. Thanks. Well, everybody, welcome back to Saturday afternoon on the Park Flyer Podcast. We are just in the middle of the raffle, and as we were sitting here watching people get their gifts, uh, Bryce Hatfield from Radical RC walked by. Critical, but that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Bryce and I are friends, so I always have to give him a you know bust his chops. But yes, he's with Critical RC, and uh, he works with. Um, Plex Innovations as well, but uh, why don't you uh, give us a little uh, lowdown on the business and what uh, what what you do over there at Critical? So, obviously, Flex Innovations Airplanes, uh, Kiki Semenzini, Dave Ribby, and Joseph Birch, uh, they're the owners of the company. Right. They started off about, went from Horizon Hobbies about, I guess it's been about six years now, yeah. and they make probably, they're on the pinnacle forefront of 3D and and really precise airplanes from foam all the way up through 120 size gas stuff. And uh, so what I did, and I've been working with Joseph Birch making the Aura 8 gyro system for since they, the inception of it. He was doing some GPS-driven stuff when I was working for Dylan. So we were making, we made an 8,000-pound remote target vehicle. Wow. And we were doing, uh, driving it along our shooting range would line up with the snipers in the helicopters and do some aerial sniper training. So along with that, it kind of evolved into, we need to make this controller for it work and do GPS autonomous driven. So they were all leaving horizon and decided that they wanted to make a company for real pilots that don't fly just little toys, which horizon all geared everything towards 
and now make probably the best airplanes on the market with our flight controller that doesn't fight you as AS3X does. Right. So Critical RC was derived because I no longer work at Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> and I make a bunch of carbon fiber accessories and and some CNC hubs for our wheels and do a bunch of different uh, high-performance accessories for guys who like to beat the hell out of airplanes. Right. Well, there you go. I can testify <laughs> that he can do that with the best of them, too. I've, wow. I've seen some of Bryce's airplanes. And... <laughs> they, they may not look pretty, but they nope, always but make they it through. <laughs> You've seen them before or after? I've seen them both. <laughs> okay. Well, so, so, you know, we on, on my speed controls and our throttles, I don't use a servo. It's just an on and off switch. Okay. You know, it's full throttle yep. or we lose. Yep. Right. There's yeah, no right. in between. That's right. <laughs> oh, then there's hover mode. Hover so. mode. Yeah, <laughs> right in front of my pilot box, might I? Yeah. yeah you, and usually with the smoke on. So you know, you really, smoke on, so I can't see my jet. And it really saves on electronics because, you know, that's just a three-position switch. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's lighter. Yeah. See, right. there, I mean, every ounce counts. Lighter. And if anything goes wrong, you just go to the next mode, right? Just flick. Yeah. So the, uh, one thing is that we like to land. Right. We like doing big Harriers to a landing where you slam the thing onto the runway, and all aluminum gear eventually just bend out of the way. Right. So one of the, the main product that I'm making are really flexible carbon landing gear that spring and come back. So they'll, they'll actually splay out about six inches. Wow. Nobody in, in the industry is making a carbon gear that actually flexes, doesn't break, and springs back. So our whole my whole thing is that's... 80% of your flying is sure. one wheel landing and stuff, not pattern flying where you do one takeoff and one landing right. when the throttle's off. I'm sorry. That's right. not, there's half the flight regime is not even being addressed. So my products are geared towards really hard 3D flyers that want to beat the hell out of an airplane and make it live. So nice. all my flexessories are specifically nice. devised. I like the way he went. Very nice. Flexessories. Flexessories. That's it, baby. Did you stay up at night for that? <laughs> <laughs> I was say, that sounds like another T-shirt. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Flexessories. <laughs> he thought long and hard about that. Yeah. Well, you got you got to say so. Critical RC. In actuality, Joe Birch named that. Oh, no kidding. So, you know, yeah, kind of came up with my little logo yeah, here. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I don't know why we did the jet on it, but I, yeah, that was in homage yeah. to you. That's yeah, all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> we got we to appeal to the jet guys, too. Yeah, you know? thank Someone you. Stick over here. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I, I thought I was uh, free to, free of that this weekend. Mm, Evidently not. Yeah. I, get, I get ribbed all the time at the club. You don't probably, deserve it? <laughs> no, I deserve it. I'm, Wait, I'll speak slower. <laughs> no, Remember, no, no, you're no. a pilot. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I got to use my hands and start. So I was pulling G over the top. Yeah, exactly. The Top Gun. (laughs) Well, that's Uh, fantastic. And then uh, you have wheels and stuff that go with it too. Absolutely. So uh, the the beauty of this thing is all of our tires. There's a bunch of people making CNC aluminum wheels, and if you ever hear them, you'll know exactly where they are because they clank down the runway. There's they're rubber tires that are on them, and they go clunk 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 and why do you even want to put that stress through the airframe? Right. So right. we use our our original foam wheels mm-hmm. that come with all of our kits. And then the problem with those is they're plastic hubs, of course, and they always break. So I just started making some CNC hubs for them that are all brass pushed. And it, yeah, they're like 55 bucks to 59 bucks. But okay. you will never buy another wheel for your airplane. And they'll go up to 22-pound airplanes right now with some bigger versions coming along. And 
We can actually land one wheel Hoover style. Oh, we do a little different. It's one wheel and wingtip. There you go. So <laughs> there you go. So maybe you want a, maybe a wingtip protector in those. Uh, yeah, we might be doing that too. Yeah, we got we got some carbon parts. Of, we're going to see some wing cuffs here coming. Yeah, so very nice, very nice. Uh, well, uh, so have you been doing uh, you know carbon fiber work for a long time, or just so you just years ago? I was I actually had a business supporting my midget. And sprint car racing. Sure. So I was making, I've saved, I was making carbon Kevlar wheel mud covers for the sprint cars and midgets, and we were saving almost a full pound of sprung weight. Wow. That's unheard of in the industry. Yeah, sure. And then I was doing, for World Outlaws, I was doing the leading edge cuffs long before anybody else was doing it, and I probably sold 500 of those things, the World Outlaws guys. So while I was racing, I was kind of using that to support my racing, my bad habits. Sure. Right? And I've made a bunch of go-kart stuff, so I still run shifter carts and do, oh, do some stuff. Cool. So, yeah, you, you got to get some adrenaline somewhere. I uh, hear you. you know. Well, there you go. Yeah, you can't That's take it with it. you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, if you want a Flex Innovation aircraft, I guess you can go to criticalrc.com and, and the, order off your website. The beauty of that is that we can drop ship the same exact price as it would be for Flex. Oh, very and nice. if, if you order, say, a Mamba 60, We'll do packages for the landing gear, wheels, knock a few bucks off of each one of them. If you buy the airplane plus the package, RV8 gear we got in stock now, Mamba 70 gear we have in stock. I've sold, God, first two weeks we've sold 14, 15 sets of gear for the Mamba 70s, and wow. the guys are just loving them. So. Good. Good. Great yeah. reviews. Yeah. Appreciate it. And then uh, not a problem. So uh, on the order page, you have a notes section. You can put in the Park Flyer podcast sent you to uh, Critical RC. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so right. then, then Bryce can bust my chops about that, too. I'm sure, so. Your chops are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a family show. <laughs> family show. All right. All well, right. Uh, well, we're glad to see that you're out here this weekend. Uh, watch you guys do the demo, as obvious, uh, as always. Awesome. You are an awesome pilot and uh, always pushing the limits. I, I love to see that because <laughs> there's nothing that Bryce uh, won't do. And uh, actually, I have to credit him. He taught me how to do my first pop top, so it was pretty good. And I did it with his... Uh, it was his Cessna, right? I think I did absolutely. Your you guys come on out if you ever see yeah. me at the field. Grab the sticks. I'll let you fly yeah. any of our stuff. And please feel free to come yeah. over and say hey, and uh, come on and grab the sticks. Absolutely, and it's fun too because he's like, "Go oh, do this, do this," but, and, but you got to do it full throttle. Yeah, none yeah, of this yeah. pull the throttle. Well, there is no other. Right? Exactly. Um, That's what you just said. No, just not, press the button and hold on. That's it. You just hold on. But uh, right. yeah, he does this really cool. Slow down, press the button. Again. Right. He does a really cool. Uh, I love his slips to a landing kind of thing. He does this big circle slip. It's it's pretty cool too. I love yeah. watching Brian fly, and he's a good helicopter pilot too. Yeah, you know, gotta yeah. gotta have gotta be a little well rounded. <laughs> gotta scare the, well, the yeah, heck out of everybody. Yeah, exactly, all the time. <laughs> that's good. So, all, all right, right. Well, well, Bryce go Haslow, Critical RC. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Park Fire Podcast. We are in the middle of the night fly, and we're joined today once again by Mr. Doug Leroy. Welcome to the podcast again. I think you said that wrong. It's supposed to be Doug Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then that that sounds better than what I said. <laughs> we can we can edit that. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can put that in later. Uh-huh. Well, uh, what did you think so far? Uh, I am still in awe. Really? This so many planes. I think there was as many planes as there were spectators here. I've never seen so many planes in one place. Um, but just a, a, an incredible bunch of guys that um really enjoy this hobby and doing a lot of uh, a lot of neat things with it. Um. 
yeah, just really, really impressed by the event and the, and the, the noon demos were, were great. Um, I like the feature that they had with the gaggles. The, yeah, that's always fun. The, you know, the little, the little, the pre-demo with the little UMX gaggle. We probably had what was it like twenty At UMX least. planes that's in there. Right. It was really cool. Yeah, those UMX things are pretty fun to fly. Last year we had one, and they had I think they counted thirty-nine or something in there, and it was just like a mosquito fest up there. <laughs> and uh, we actually literally had a mid-air collision with two. It was hilarious, and it did like. No damage. <laughs> yeah, right, right. They, they bumped in, and, and then they spun around, went in, and they just picked them up, down. threw it back. Yeah, they in were and, locked. Yeah, they were locked. They're That's how they locked. Or yeah, they uh, so they pulled them apart. Boom, back out flying. So it was kind of fun. Uh, now you did your first night fly, right? I did, and that was uh, actually last that night. Was la- that last was last night. night. Yep. Didn't get I got some good since. flight training. There you go. I got drilled on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. You, yeah, you took me through the paces. I I learned a few things. Cool. Now that was the first time you've night flown at all. I mean, the whole time or. Yeah, I've never night oh. night flown ever. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, you got to fly the uh, Hobby King Night Walrus, and uh, you flew it again tonight. And uh, this time you uh, got to participate in the Stealth Mode little challenge. Right, that's kind of unique. <laughs> <laughs> and then Actually, I think someone down there was saying there's a problem with that plane. It keeps turning off its lights. <laughs> I said, does that mean the battery's low? That's right. It's a switch. (laughs) It's a switch. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. They, uh, not too many night flyers have switches. Uh, Jay, Jay actually had got me that switch and, uh, we installed it and it's uh, actually been a lot of fun ever since. Uh, so there were several night walruses out here. We actually, I actually just maiden one for somebody else. They came out here and asked me to maiden. Uh, and then, uh, it's been fun. We had, uh, nine or 10 night flyers in the air all at once tonight. So it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was good. In yeah. fact, uh, your wife came to the show, and that's one of the things she said. She saw the field. That's correct. The, the my, planes uh, flying yep. over the field before she even yep. got here. So my wife was not too far away from where the flying field was for something, and she said she called me and said, holy smokes, I can see all your airplanes over the field. I'm so close. I'm coming over. So she came and visited us tonight. So that was kind of nice. Well, what are uh, some of the highlights you thought? Um, just talking to some of the pilots that are here. Yeah. You know, I, I, There was one guy that, that we I talked to that was really into the uh, – Modifying the um, radios. Oh, the, right. The vintage oh, radios. Yeah. That's right. In fact, that's, you were the one that actually helped us uh, yeah. turn this on right. to get yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, he was interesting to uh, to speak with. That was uh, Scott. Scott right. Todd. Scott yeah. Todd. Yep. And um, yeah, I was talking to the uh, you know some of the vendors uh, that were here, um, and uh, just, a, just a lot of great people. Yeah. And then one of the gaggles, uh, you almost won it. You almost won, won the whole kick That's right. You did, you did participate That's, in one of the gaggles. Yeah, the power of the slow stick. Um, <laughs> well, I think in that, I, I this plane actually sustained the most damage of anyone. Yeah. I didn't see you get hit. That's the, I, yeah. I, I did, of course, because I was flying. But it, it was a good half second, I think half second of chewing on the wing. You know, think of. I'm looking at the wing right now. I'm trying to think how much is there's like quite a bit out of that wing. Yeah, gone. Right. Yeah, there is a big chunk out yeah. of it. So you can see where the propeller went. One, two, three. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded a lot like uh, you know one of those uh, wood table saws. Yeah, that yeah. Burnt. when it yeah. went through it. <laughs> well, the the funny part was is I was walking to the other side of the field, and right when that happened, the entire audience there just went, "Oh, you could hear it." <laughs> <laughs> and then it was almost like, oh, and because you stayed in the air, it didn't just descend. So it was almost like they went, oh, oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was the chewy, so I don't know what happened to the chewer. Did yeah, he just keep flying or did he crash? I don't know if he kept flying or not. I don't I think see. he did. I think he went down. Yeah. That slow stick, it's just yeah. it's just so slow, right? Yeah, it's, it's so slow. I think you can, I can get it. But. Yeah. Yeah. 
It yeah. does have a secret in it, though. It's a secret slow stick. What? What's the secret? Stabilizer gyro in it. The gyro that's not turned on. Yeah, like oh, it wasn't turned on. Only. That's right. The ah. reason we chose this man sitting next to me right here was because he had the most stick time. Oh, well, there and, you go. And it showed. Yes, yeah. he went up there, and kicked some butt. Oh, okay, he yeah. did. Yeah, and the only reason it. he didn't win the whole event, the whole enchilada, was he didn't know where he was supposed to land. Uh, because we went over our time, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, Shannon came up with, okay, you have to land on the X. And he didn't know if it was the X was back home, over there to the left, that mountain, <laughs> that bush. Well, X marks the spot. <laughs> well, I yeah. landed on the other guy's crash, so I thought that was the spot. Oh, it's there you not, go. It, it was a wasn't. spot, not the spot. So. <laughs> exactly. and, and then they gave it the award to uh, the guy that remained in the air the longest, right? They no, said, no, oh. no. They gave it to the guy who landed closest to that. Oh, okay, after the time, It was a t- five-minute time limit. Right. And then after that, after you Shannon you said, time's up. The first one to reach the spot one, won. Oh, or gotcha. closest to the spot, whoever that spot was, because I didn't know where it was either. I, yeah. I remember one year he did that same thing, and what happened yeah. is someone just went to dive bomb yep. right into they the just, spot. The they put it exploded, right in. But they won. Yeah, they yeah. did. Because he went, if he was like the highest one up there. He yeah. just pointed at the ground, full <laughs> throttle, boom. <laughs> Hey, he's the first one, and that's why he, he said, was that's, right on that's the spot. Why he said specifically well, what he did. Yeah, first I, it would have to be my plane then if I did that. I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you know. Well, it's know. not like you could have really crashed. <laughs> I know, it's so <laughs> to Even full throttle, that thing wouldn't have hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, here the I wings come. are shaking. <laughs> right, yeah, the, the, wings, the wings are actually slowing it down that. by yeah. shaking. Right, it is. Yeah, it, when it hits terminal velocity, yes, that's it. And terminal velocity on this thing is about one mile an hour. So it's good. We use the wing wing wag as a as a warning. Slow down. Visual, you hear it. And he's, he's the highest up there, and he's the last one down, you know, full throttle. Faster, faster. Right. That's as right. fast as I go. What I'm at full throttle. The land it. Land it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the wings would have folded before. Oh, yeah, they were That's trying funny. to. Well, uh, what else do you think? Anything? You, you just see anything spectacular? Anything uh, that you wanted to take home? And Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time talking to Shannon about how he organized his event. And- True. You know, get so many people out here. I was really impressed by the public that attendee, right. and obviously, be, this being the 16th year, having yeah. some of that legacy helps. Sure, uh, to to draw, and you know, but he does a lot of uh, social media. He does do a lot of that. You know. Flyers in the hobby shops. We mm-hmm. talked about um, you know how he gets his uh, you know pilots prizes because uh, right. the, the way they do it here, everyone everyone walks away with something, right? Which is kind of cool. I always like it when I go to an event; everybody gets something. Um. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep up the conversation. Good. Um, after the, after this event, well, that that is one of the things that's very unique about uh, this particular event is that every registered pilot goes home with something in their hand. And uh, there was time when that did that wasn't the case, right? And uh, it was kind of a you know hit or miss. You got a couple of big prizes, but now everybody gets something. And you know, sometimes some years we've been doing this six years now, and some years. We really take home the the you know the big cheese, and other years you know we get the small prize. So uh, it kind of it kind of levels out. It's not every year you know the same guy gets it, or you know it's not a raffle. I've been to ones where they sell tickets, and then you you know you feel like you're supporting the club, but at the same time you're like, man, I'm paying a you know five ten bucks for a raffle ticket, and I'm going to get a battery charger or something, you know, a little checker. Where this one here, you know, you have the chance of winning a. a 
dauntless aircraft right. that's worth eight hundred bucks, and you only paid forty to get in. Yeah, that's a huge draw for yeah. three days. Don't forget, yeah, about for that. Three days, for yeah, three days, yeah, forty for three days. Pizza party that's is right. included in yeah. that. You know, so yeah. plus the camaraderie and all right. the flying you want to get, and, uh, and they provide you new, the power. Uh, Noontime show power. Yeah, that's so, right. That's noontime a, show. It's, yeah, it's that that got me, it gave me some ideas because the the guy that has the the solar bank right here kind of. Uh, right. That offset a little bit of the cost of what generator they had to had to rent. That's stuff correct. That power yeah. out here. Basically, the fuel cost. I think the generator cost still had to, uh, I think, incur that, but uh, they didn't have to rent it for the full three days and pay all the diesel fuel. Right. So. Right. And we ran on that most of the day. I think it's first time for the solar generator, uh, uh, and it I did really. I didn't get a chance to talk to the wife of the guy who uh, brought the solar stuff out. Oh yeah. She said. That we used quadruple what they had planned on. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he told me this morning when uh, we were standing here talking. I was up early out here flying by myself, and Shannon walked up, and said that uh, that they had logged like 185 amps or something <laughs> at the high peak with everybody charging. He said the guy grossly underestimated, you know, the what people were really doing. He said he he thought when when he said, "Hey, there's a lot of battery chargers out here." He thought each battery was being charged. He didn't realize that my charger alone, both my chargers pull 40 amps each. That makes That's 80 it. amps, you know? And he thought the whole place was at 80 amps. So it wasn't, he did not realize until, you know, this went through that right. he was like, oh my gosh, you know, this, this was a lot more electricity than what he thought. Yep. And uh, of course, we, we camp here. We have an RV that we stay, you know, pretty much all night and, and running the, the slots in the RV. On the on the solar generator really took its toll as well. So, so. but they were uh, we wrecked it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> That's funny. Make me another smoothie, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so why is the power lasting? I know. Can you also put, turn the microwave on? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The microwave. The microwave is the worst. Heat up my coffee. Well, it's been a uh, really great day. You came uh, with probably the best weather. Uh, yeah. In the last Thanks few for years, the good yeah. weather you brought the good weather. Well, with I you. left bad weather at home yeah. and I came out here, but no, I, I really appreciate the invite. You guys were yeah, not a problem. <clears throat> AK Mike put the bug in my ear, saying, "Hey, you ought to come out and join us in Arizona." I said, "Well, I'll think about that because I've never like taken a weekend away, you know, for, my, sure. for myself. A little bit selfish, but uh, nah. you know, it's fun to fun to hang out with you guys and enjoy some RC model flying and talk to talk to you know like minded people that are yeah, sure, you know." Well, you know, the good news is this hobby is so small that all the contacts that you did make today will stick with you. That's the good news. I mean, we we get people that come up all the time from everywhere like, oh, man, it's good to see you, you know. We may only see them once a year here, but it's, you know, the the guys are good and, and, you know, exchange information and, and uh, and you know, stay in touch with them. It's, really? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to check into that. That's- <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Nobody wants to be friends with you. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's you, why you live. That's you why live. touches me when you guys let me stay on the radio. With you. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, we have to give a big shout out to Doug too because he had to sleep on the couch in our RV, oh, and yeah. so uh, you know, he's the tallest you mean the of our group. And he had the short yeah, rack. The rack. The yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know well, if anybody's ever stayed in an RV, but when you pull out the couch, it's got that bar to keep visitors at a minimum, you know? <laughs> so he's always staying one night with us. Hey, you can stay two. That's all right. I got a hotel. Yeah. Well, I did explain that that bar, it, it literally was a, you know, 
in the in the spot when I turned on my side, it just kind of fit in the little hip groove, you know. <laughs> but on my back, it was it was it was a lumbar <laughs> support. That's a whole Not new definition C2 of lumbar. And C3. Not comfortable at all. Not comfortable at all. Yeah, I've spent many a time on that couch. Uh, my parents have a have an RV, but it's fun anyway. And uh, Big Mike and Harry, they were uh, next door, so we've had a really good time and. Uh, tonight's especially kind of fun because Big Mike brought some uh, runway markers that light up, and uh, he stuck them out cool. there to keep people That's from people uh, really like yeah that. going off the end yeah. of the runway there. So that was kind of neat. I did tell you, Doug, that that would probably be the best night of sleep you've had in in a while. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, think I was far off. No, I slept like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there was one point where I did see Mike get up, and I saw a silhouette doing something in the shadow. Yeah, that's like right. His, like mid, like. Middle of the night calisthenics or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then somebody said, well, he went out flying. I'm like, I'm back to sleep. <laughs> and then maybe I saw, were, were you on the top bunk or was Yeah, Mike? I was yeah, on the top bunk. Yeah, yeah. Top yeah. Top I think you, you came out one time and like stuck the landing and then, <laughs> like, that's cool. I'm like seeing it all right here. Or maybe that was a dream. I don't know. <laughs> and then one time I thought, was that an earthquake? Because the, the, the whole RV was doing this vertical up and down. I'm like, my company makes some nice dampers that we're <laughs> if you send them ahead we'll make sure to put them on there that's right we will yeah i'm like well let's just say that the ground is a little more rocky than what we're used to and even though we put wood down if yeah if somebody goes from the front to the back, to the back of the rv it kind of shifts but i just want to i'm here to report that the cg is right on target it was right on target yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we have had it where the uh i, I think Last year, the year before, where we had the RV was sitting on a slant, and so it's always like everybody was sliding, you know, towards the <laughs> rear of the RV. And I got up the next day, and I was like, how did I wind up at the foot of the bed? Because I'm in the sleeping bag, and it's just like, shh, right slid, to the edge. It just slid bottom. down. I'm like, we got to do something. We had to go out there and re-level it, but it's always been a fun time for us, and we really enjoy the time that uh, you came out and spent with us, so we appreciate you coming out. Appreciate yeah, it'll be a good memory. So the next thing you got to work on is you got to get yourself a hard case. For, for, yeah, did for you bringing ever, airplanes. Did, did you bring that your hard case? Because yeah, it's in it's in the um it's the in trailer. The, oh, trailer. Well, we're gonna have to show him that. Oh yeah, I'll show you, you the hard case before you leave. Yeah, I yeah I, I do need to see that. Yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm trying to explain it to him and he's like just giving us that look he gives us all the time. Like, so yeah, like, so, like uh, well, well maybe that's normal then. <laughs> some <laughs> some synapses are firing, but I'm missing a connection here. You gotta like help me with a picture, man. So you do what with soup? What? Hey, it was nice knowing you guys, but I'm out of here. Right? Um, I'm going to go back and report yeah. those guys are nuts. I'm really glad so. I went because now I don't have to spend another minute with That's them. That's right, exactly. But I, actually, I was on a, on a bus with a uh, golf team. They had all their golf bags, and I was thinking about your golf. That's what you modify, right? That's heart, it. Yeah. Heart, it's not really modified. I just use it directly. I added some foam okay. to, so that so that stuff doesn't get crushed or yeah. bounce around. Okay. But other than that. Best part is watching the baggage handlers pick that thing up because they yeah, think they it weighs like 50 pounds. <laughs> Throw it through the roof because they're like, whoa, these are the lightest set of golf clubs I think I've ever had. I remember one, one person said, what is in this thing? Airplanes. Blink, blink. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Airplanes. More blinking. Yeah. You can see his brain synapses smacking the door like, what's that? Like, step over here, sir. What's <laughs> what's that? That? No, then they're like, your shrug shoulder, yeah. throw it on the thing. Exactly. Put on the glove. <laughs> what does that have to do with that? Come anything? on over here. We got a, we got a few questions <laughs> for you, Mr. Mike. Small room yeah. so bring uh, you into. <laughs> <laughs> Gloves. So, I'll, so if I decide to come out next year, yeah, 
they'll be like, we, we saw a guy from Texas that came through here with the golf bag, too. And you're the second guy. There must be something going on. <laughs> something go- yeah. I'm calling Fred. Yeah, that's that's right. FAA What's field office. They, when they tell everybody to secretly meet up somewhere. Uh, when they secretly meet up somewhere. Yeah, yeah it's like you're, they're doing a dance. Rendezvous. Instead. Oh, no, rendezvous. No no, 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 no. Like they have a, dang, it's a. Oh, a rave. No, it, I can't remember the name. Anyway, <sighs> they, you, you secretly tell everybody, like, you're going to show up at 3 o'clock at this one place. And so what we can do is we just tell everybody. Like a flash mob? Flash oh, mob. flash mob. Oh, there you go. Oh. Ding, 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 You win. He's the winner, winner, chicken dinner. And then we could do a flash mob for like everybody should have the 3 o'clock flight. Oh, yeah. There's a, everybody has Airplanes it. in there. <laughs> All these different airports at the same right. time. Right. Yeah, everybody shows up. Well, the guy's like throwing it. these bags out going, what's in these things? <laughs> we have 364 days to plan that. There you go. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, uh, this is definitely on my calendar for next year. I I got another vacation week over the uh, Electric Festival, so that's good news. I will be here uh, once again. And uh, we look forward to you guys coming out, too. And this, I go back and tell Jason and the guys, you know, hey, man, that was a great event. I'm telling Jason. Uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recruit him. Good, good. You can both come out and, uh, you know. We can figure something out. You got to fly a couple of the airplanes today. You flew, uh, an, or yesterday, I think you flew the EDF for the first time, too. Right? I did. Is I that your first EDF before. I'm still shaking from it, too. It, it was, <laughs> Which one it, did you fly? You, he flew the L39. L39. Oh, that's yeah. the easiest one to fly. Well, sure, say that. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, like, that's a good thing. Because I have, I, you know, I got one, and it, thank goodness, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Jay got one for a gift, so. Um, I, he does his off of grass. Yeah. Well. And it works really well it off of grass. really gra- Really well I listened dress. to my flight instructor very, very keenly when he said, <laughs> "Give it power in the turn, little throttle. Yeah. You know, don't, don't yank and bank." Well, not yet. Well, I don't, know. A, well, I don't well, know about no, that. No, That's no. what he does when he flies. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Kind of a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> that one really hurt. Dude, I was just trying to ease him into the yank and a banking part. Uh, I thought you really did well. I mean it. It flies really nice anyway, but I think you did great. So, and it, it's pretty fun, don't you think? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, although he didn't get to land it, I think he handed the radio back to me. So, there. <laughs> and look who just showed up! Uh, it's Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak of the devil. So, well, we are looking forward to next year. And uh, man, it's great to have you here. We understand you have to go back tomorrow, so we're going to miss you on the, the early morning flight, but. Or actually, you'll be on an early morning flight. We'll miss you here at the field. How's that? So. I'll wave as I'm flying over. There you That'd go. Good, Perfect. Yeah. We'll be out here. Now, now, when you're in the plane, you know they were the, when we were flying today. When a scale plane flew over, yeah. we, everybody would yell out "scale." Right. So, so when you see in the plane, they're flying over. He's going to yell out what? <laughs> RC <Model>. miniature. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally, if he's taken off to the east, he'll fly right over the field. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to be like miniature, and everybody's going to look at him like, "What are right, you talking exactly. about?" Full scale. But you know, with all the full scale traffic that's yeah. like periphery, like going around this field, right. I'm like, they must be logging their drone sightings for like decades now. Well, you like know, this field's been here for a long time, yeah. and there is an airport just to the, um, you know, to the west of us, and there's one just to the south of us, and they do have a lot of training. But uh, they will actually call over and say, "Hey, this is events going on." So those guys will know, you know, when they come over that there's RC events here, yeah. and and they fly at this field pretty regular. We appreciate it, the time that you spent with us. And, uh, man, come back. See us anytime. Yeah, I yeah, will. Look forward to it. Thanks. It's been fun so far. 
All right, we're going to jump out and uh, head back to night flying uh, and see what the uh, heck Spencer's doing because he's know. laughing. He's ball. He's got a mouse in his so pocket or he something. He does, yeah. <laughs> he's watching videos on YouTube beside us. So, All right, guys, back out to the flight line. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to artflyerpodcast at gmail.com. 